0: So, today on the touchdown with Aaron Masamola, we are talking to a cricketer that hails from the Free State. He currently applies his trade for the VKB Knights. And of course, he's a man that is incredibly lethal with a cricketing bat in his hand. He's played for the Pro Tears against the Aussies. We saw him feature in the T20 as well. But most importantly, in terms of his first uh, class career, he has actually smashed a massive 6,644 runs and also has taken more than 80 catches behind the stumps as a wicket keeper. A great family man. Please help me to introduce Pite von Billion. Bite, how are you doing today? Uh, good yourself. Thanks for having good, me. Good, good. I'm doing very, very well. Now, Pike, the main thing that really caught my attention as I was doing my research and getting to know you a little bit better in terms of your cricketing career and some of the amazing things that you've done is that I personally know you as Pike van Bilyon, but something caught my attention that your full names are actually Pietras Johannes van Bilyon. That's something that caught my attention. That's something that many people don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I was christened Petrus Johannes from Lyon, uh, my granddad, my dad, his brother, etc. They were all Petra Johannes from Lyon, but my granddad's name was Pite. Um, yeah. So, when I'm in South Africa, uh, um, the South Africans tend to pronounce Pite a little bit better than the English. So, yeah. if I go to England and um, I just say, listen, I'm PJ, because every time I introduce myself as Pite, I think it's a pint of beer. I think I'm joking. So, PJ or Pite will be fine.
0: Great stuff. No, that's nice to hear. Listen, bite please take me a little bit through your upbringing, your journey with discovering the wonderful sport of, of cricket, but also a little bit of your family life in terms of your upbringing.
1: Um, yeah, I started cricket very young. Um, I'd say sub A, or what's at grade one now, um, at grade college in Bloemfontein, where I went to school. Um, I played a whole bunch of sports. Um, it's the school really encourages uh, kids to get busy with sports. So I think at one stage, I had seven sports on the go. Rugby, tennis, cricket, everything. Um, cricket and hockey was kind of what I aligned to, what I liked a little bit more. Maybe the the bat and the ball sport in a team environment, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, primary school, great college. Um, I remember my dad waking me up, not waking me up, waking up at 6.06, 6, 6 5, a.m., throwing me balls in the mornings in primary school just, you know, because I wanted to practice. And he wanted, obviously, he saw me excel, so he wanted me to do well as well. Um, High school, great college as well. Cricket and hockey went side by side. I actually did a little bit better in hockey um, through SA schools and SA under-16 teams where cricket was... I just just got into the provincial sides uh, most of the time. Um, Cricket only really excelled after, I'd say... When I was 16, 17 going into matric, where well, I had a very good year with the bats, I won, um, I won the coke week with a free state team. Um, I got a bursary to go and study
0: at Tucks. Um, and then the cricket just kicked off from there. Definitely. And I think I love what you, you mentioned there throughout your journey. You've always been so involved in terms of your cricket. And of course, you mentioned there that hockey was also one of those that you um, one of the sports that you really enjoyed as well. I would love to talk about family. You mentioned that your dad used to throw you balls in the morning. And now that you're a great family, man, I mean, you've got a beautiful wife and also a daughter as well. How important is family to you and also the support that they give you throughout your career? I think, firstly, um, my
1: my family from my side is very much um, into sport. Uh, my dad was a springbok. Uh, my mom played a lot of netball, tennis, everything. My sister's is Olympians in swimming. So, the sport really is deep in, in my family's veins. So, they they definitely, when I was in deep waters, you know, thinking, where's my career going? They support me. He said, no, just keep going, just keep going. And then, obviously, I met my wife, Jess, um, who also loves sport, a uh, very good runner, uh, played good netball as well. So that that kind of fitted in nicely. And it was easy to keep going when times are tough because you, you're sitting with a family that's, uh, that knows what, what it's about and when, when times are tough. yeah. So family, the support base you have is important. Um, and for me, obviously, <laughs> it's kept me in the game definitely
0: and of course you mentioned your wife of course you guys have been married for for six years and many people have also asked the question is Biter romantic are you romantic um
1: i'd say now that we have a kid um romance is a glass of wine and a high five <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously three dogs household you know she's a teacher so she's busy as well so I'd say when we have time we like to do something special, maybe go out for dinner and and, you know, or maybe cook something nice at home. So I wouldn't say overly romantic, but I'd say in the grey area, yeah.
0: All right, all good. I mean at least you at least you do your your fair amount of of making sure that, that she's happy and, and she's got a smile on her face. And then your beautiful daughter. I've seen on social media that you guys are having fun during this lockdown. Um, I saw you pulling her there with a the, with the sledge there in the backyard. How important is your daughter? And especially for, for us as gentlemen, sometimes we talk about legacy and what um, a family can mean to you. How important and how special is she to you?
1: Uh, very special obviously uh, she's a really good kid, um, very funny, very clever uh, she keeps us on our toes um, she's got a hell of a personality, so for us it just it brings the family together you know both sets of grandparents obviously now have a, a little one that they can you know
0: spoil and all that so she definitely brought the whole family together that's very important yeah. That's absolutely beautiful and I know that you're also a man that when you're not on the cricketing field you enjoy a good round of golf and of course you enjoy some rugby as well. Toyota Cheetah's rugby since you are from from the free state as well. Quick question, if you weren't a cricketer and you had to find yourself on the rugby field, what position would you play?
1: Probably the position that gets the least amount of contact. (laughs) (laughs) Can I be one of those guys who sits on the bench for 78 minutes and then two minutes on the coach. Like, yard let's get them uh, and I'll probably be there on the wing because I don't know why <laughs> not the quickest guy but I'll probably be hiding on the wing
0: there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, in terms of the, the rugby field, they call those the impact players. So I suppose you'll have your, your impact in the last five minutes as well and maybe just score a quick try since you will be on the wing as well. Um, just to take you back in terms of your, your cricketing journey and how early that began for you, you particularly mentioned the fact that you were able to get a bursary from the University of Pretoria. Then in terms of your honours, you went down to PE. And you started playing Northerns at the age of of 21. How important is that journey in terms of the process of learning cricket? Because I think sometimes youngsters just believe that you are just born great and all all of these opportunities are just given to you. What is the hard work and the process that you had to go through to achieve these small milestones, but also these processes created the opportunities that you had and also put you in the position that you are in today?
1: Yeah, my road wasn't uh, the smoothest, uh, clearest path uh, to the Proteus, if I can put it like that. I didn't play SA schools. I didn't go to National Academy. Um, I didn't get into a senior provincial team straight away. Um, so I had to really, um, can I say, I left, I left Bloom to Pretoria. So I kind of started at the bottom there. Um, there was a coach there, Shafiq Abrams, that saw a little bit of potential because um, we won the Cope Week and I was captain of the Free State side. But again, I didn't get into the SA school side. Um, so he picked me in the second team to start off with. The, the first team had guys like Fafnick, Bessie, AB, Villiers. Really they were probably the best team, best university team ever. So I really had to um, do well in the second team to get into the uh, first team firstly. Uh, then the Northerns team at that stage, the Titans and Northerns were... Very good teams. I, I think that year, my first or my second year, the Titans beat the Proteus twice in, in two uh, one-day games. So, they were serious. It was really difficult to get into those teams. So, when I got in, I was never cemented. Um, talent got me, can I say, a small foot in the door, you know, an opportunity to go to Ducks. But I really had to work my socks off and outperform guys massively just to get an opportunity. And uh, I think kids these days or or young players these days, they think, I am talented, I need to get an opportunity. And if they get that opportunity, and life doesn't always work like that where you take that opportunity straight away. You know, sometimes you're going to fail and you're going to get dropped. And a lot of guys, when they get dropped, they like, no, I'm finished with cricket, I'm going to go start working or I don't know how to handle this. Where if you have the talent and you stick to working hard um, and you know what you want and you know that you're good enough, if you if you are good enough, you'll get you'll get to the top or you get to where you want to be. Eventually. I mean, I'm thirty four and I just got to play for the priorities now. So
0: Yeah. Very true. I love what you mentioned there in terms of some of the challenges that, that you will go through and especially being dropped. What would you say in terms of the mental process, the mindset that one should have when you are being dropped from particularly maybe a first team and moving down to a second or third team? What is that one thing that you should actually tell yourself? Because sometimes we, we do get discouraged and we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Uh- A coach told me a very good thing um, when I was at um, University of Pretoria, Grant Morgan. He said, for you to get into the next team or the team that's just above you, you must have a relationship with a coach of that team or a communication channel with that coach. So the coach must know who you are. You know, you need to be able to phone the coach and have a chat to him. Coach, where do you see my game? What do I need to do to get into that team? You have to be... The fittest condition that you can be, you know, your top shape. And then obviously, for me as a batsman, he said you must score 300s out of the next five in interest. So, performance, obviously, fitness, conditioning, and the relationship with that coach, he knows who you are. So, now if you get dropped, it's obviously going to be, you're going to be despondent because you want to play in a higher team than what you have been playing. But it's also an opportunity for you to go back, maybe step back a little bit and say, right, what do I need to do? What This is an opportunity for me to change my game a little bit, to improve my game, to go and test it at maybe a little bit lower level. It's almost like a practice level, you know, because now the bowling is a little bit um, less quick. Uh, spinners are a little bit worse. So you can actually now say, right, I can go and score runs. I've worked on my sweep because I feel like I get uh, tucked in, in or tucked up in the in the spinners in the first team. Now I can work on it. I can get that skill grooved. I've got an opportunity to go and, execute that. If you look at a guy like uh, Tienes De Brain, for example, got dropped out of the proteus setup. He's a very good batsman. Um, came back, it's almost like he had a mindset where I can reset now. This is an opportunity to reset to be better when I go back up there. It's not the end of the world. You always have the opportunity to get back in. All you have to do is score more runs than the other guy, outperform the other guy, and you will get back in.
0: Very not true. once or
1: twice. Yeah. Consistently
0: do it definitely I love what you mentioned there about consistency because the one thing that many South Africans have seen from your cricketing career and I believe that you've got many more years to go in the industry as well is consistency and that that big moment that really shone out for many South Africans is of course in 2018 when a new competition was introduced the Mzansi Super League and we all know how important um, that fast pace of cricket is for international cricket as well but when we saw you score that massive 42 runs off of the 13 balls in your first season for the jersey stars and you guys of course went on to win the first um edition of the tournament as well in south africa how important was that tournament but also i feel to a large extent that many south africans then started to talk about bite um from billion as a great um possible pro tier batsman as well
1: yeah at the nights um I'll- I always played behind really good players, Riley Rousseau, Dean Algar, I mean, Proteus and, and really good players. Um, and when I started breaking through, they were ahead of me in the queue. So it was always difficult to get consistent game time, you know, behind players like that. So when I came in, I did all right, but never consistently had the opportunity to bat for 10 games or ten play 10 games and be one of the leading run scorers in the country. Um, I had good stats um, because I did reasonably all right when I played. Um, then I got picked up. I probably got picked up on my stats more than on actual performances because the year before that, I played no 2020s uh, for the Knights. And the year before that, I only played three. So it must be, I mean, I was lucky that someone saw my stats and that I, that I had decent stats. Uh, they gave me opportunity. I, went, I remember I went into the team thinking, I'm probably going to play one game. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting with a bunch of superstars. And um, played the first game. It was a warm-up game against the Spartans. I think I made 35 of 21 balls not out. Just batted. You know, didn't think like it's a warm-up game anyway. Um, Enoch Inkuy was a coach. He's now the great assistant coach. He, he obviously liked what he saw. Played the first game. I think first game I made um, two or something. Like so not a good start. We lost the game so badly remember my wife sent me a message saying, listen, you better pull up your socks because there's guys on the bench that want to play. <laughs> Second game went a little bit better. I made 21 odd. And then the third game didn't bat, um, but we won. We were in a bad space. We lost uh, three out of four games, you know, bottom of the log. Um, then we went to that Pretoria game where I think Dane Villas, um, he just said, guys, we just got to go out and play and, and back yourself. And, I remember we had a good start, but the middle overs, we slowed down a little bit. So the message from the side was, guys, we've got to go hard now. Um, it was three overs left when I went in. So I, I remember Vilas told me, um, we looked at the field for my first, or well, my second ball. He said, Robbie Frying's probably going to bowl a knuckleball, yeah? I was like, yes, where am I going to hit this guy? And Vilas said, no, don't worry, just hit the ball. And I hit it, and it went for six. And then the next one, I he changed the field, and I kind of knew what he was going to try and do, and I got one away on the off side for four. And then you got momentum, you're sitting on ten or eleven or three balls. Um, then everything's going, you know, because it's 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 the you've got to let the dogs out in those last two overs. Um, and luckily that day it came off well. It's a great ground as well to you know to hit fours and sixes. Um, yeah, the, that tournament obviously um, I wouldn't say changed my career, but I always saw myself as more of a a red ball, you know, um, good technique, you know, try and get into good positions, um, try and get into the test team uh, player. And here I am sitting playing 2020 for South Africa where I kind of thought, well, 2020 is a little bit of a heat and giggle. Yeah. It's <laughs> so obviously and that. that-